Dogs are need a tasty treat Salt and pepper, a little olive oil Cook that dog with some basmati rice Real super nice, it's a dog eating party here in rural Washingtonian Enlarge meat cleaver and enjoy a tasty dog Alright, there we go. Welcome back to the Nicholas Comics Q&A, your number one stop and shop for everything Nicholas Comics. Uh, it's been a pretty gosh darn spicy week, if I do say so myself. Last night, uh, from 3 to 4 a.m., just got a sudden, uh, like, serious spike in views, like 64 views in one hour. I have no idea what that's all about, but uh, let me tell you, I'm feeling on top of the world right now, so... I mean, yeah, it's it's great. Um, so that said, uh, the meat and potatoes of this week's episode is that I'm going to react live to the uh, premiere of the season five. Well, not the premiere, because it's, it's already been out for a while. But the season five Rick and Morty trailer, I'm going to react to it live here in just a bit. So stay tuned for that, because... Uh, you know, I mean, everyone's been hyping up season five of Rick and Mort. Man, has it been five years already? This drivel. It seems like it's been like longer than that. I guess it hasn't. But uh, you know, uh, we're we're gonna see exactly just how uh, just how much the show has improved because I hear really good things about this season. The previous four seasons were. Well, shit, but maybe in this season, Rick and Morty are going to die or something, and they'll be replaced by more likable and interesting characters. So we'll we'll have a look at uh, Season 5, the trailer. Wow, 6.6 .6 million views. Yeah, Rick and Morty's such a niche show. You know, it's a niche when you got 6.6 .6 million people watching it. But I'm going to watch it in just a bit, so I guess I'm sort of a hip hypocrite. Um... Wow, Rick and Morty, 41 episodes. 10 episodes per season? Like, my gosh. Like, just imagine that. That's just sad. Heck, it's better than a lot of Netflix shows. Oh my gosh, Rick and Morty. I'm I'm gonna watch... I'm gonna actually be watching Rick and Morty. It's... it's well, not Rick and Morty. I'm not gonna watch an entire episode. I'm not a masochist. I'm just gonna watch the trailer. No time to unpack this. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to suspense myself here for a while. Um, we uh, we'll probably do that around four, halfway through the uh, Q&A this week. Nobody's on the uh, voice chat. Nobody's ready to ask some questions. So I guess uh, you know one of the one of the big big uh, hot topics. This uh, this morning, Kippy, uh, who I, I'd never expect to be in the server here, but here he is. He came back and he posted the trailer for Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon Eternal the movie, which uh, you know I guess that's his idea of a fantastic movie that's so great. It looks like trash. I mean, I I don't understand how. How, like, people can be like, oh, man, anime. Like, it, it's really racist to treat Japan like this mystical, like, foreign country. You know that they're capitalist, and the, imp the imperial 
Imperial Japan is basically the same as a British lineage, you know, that the leader has the right to rule from God. I honestly don't know at this point. Like, I doubt Netflix would ever have a Chinese show on it because uh, they'd be accused of uh, propaganda. But, uh, you know, anime, that that's not propaganda. That's just a, f a fun show about women who represent the planets or whatever. I don't know, Sailor Moon. I don't know what it's about. I do know that it's god-awful. Um I remember I watched Astro Boy on VHS, and that was that was the show that really turned me off of, uh, you know, like anime because it was just so it was just so bad, and you know, and it was dubbed. But I knew that if even if it wasn't dubbed and it was in Japanese, it'd still be bad. The, none of it made any sense. It was just a really crappy cartoon. And, you know, I don't discriminate. If I saw a crappy cartoon from China, I'd also probably not like it. But, uh, you know, and there, there are plenty of horrible cartoons that I wouldn't consider anime. Rick and Morty is an American cartoon, and I freaking hate it. It all just has to do with how appealing a given cartoon is. The one anime I really enjoy is Belladon of Sadness, and uh, it's 100% Japanese, but I just like it because it's fun and interesting. And uh, the art's really nice on it. But, uh, you know, I mean, not everyone is going to be, you know, that, that receptive about that. But, man, Cowboy Bebop. Like, I think what people don't understand is that animation is a French invention, the first recorded animated film is from France, and for the most part, all the innovation went on in America. Cowboy Bebop has so many American themes in it. It's hardly even a Japanese cartoon. It's just like, like you look at that intro, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is trying to be a '60s movie from America. I, I just don't see how someone could look at, like, anime and not see that. I guess a lot of people are ignorant about American animation, but, you know, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I honestly just don't get it, you know. America, like, it's bizarre, right? But America actually thinks that, like, Japan and Canada and Britain are like these these like mysterious forgotten lands it's it's like no they're not they're just countries just treat them like different places if you know i think the way britain runs things is absolutely bizarre but if i was there you know i wouldn't be like oh man this is so amazing i'm being overpowered i'd just be like yeah this sucks um now, I wish I was Canadian. I'd market my nationality to heck and back. That's what you see with all the Canadians. They're all like, yes, I'm from Alberta. I'm from Newfoundland. I'm from Saskatchewan. Because if you're from a province or a territory instead of a state, you know, that's, that's uh, very kitschy, very, uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're all, you're, you know, you're not American. I'm American. I have to deal with being American. The image everyone has of me is of a fat guy with a gun and a hamburger. 
That's the American stereotype. And the Canadian stereotype is some kind of revolutionary socialist who changes the world. Uh, but in reality, you know, I, I think China, I think Canada has a better standard of living than America. That's true. Mainly just because their population is more spread out, so there's less overcrowding, more resources to go around. That's one factor. Also because the top half of their country is basically, you can't live there because it's so flipping cold all the time. But I think the other factor in it really is it, you know, they've projected this image of themselves as these like socialist geniuses and you could be a, a, a total capitalist asshole in Canada and everyone here in America would still think you were a leftist icon. Um, you know, I think that's just really weird. Uh, you know, like you got free health care. Canada has free health care and so does Britain. And that's nice and all. Free shit's nice. Free healthcare, okay. You know, suppose you get sick like two times a year. You get the flu. You you can go in, and you know, here in America we have stuff like copays. But you know, I I honestly don't know who's like yeah free healthcare because like do you go to the doctor every day? I guess if you're asthmatic or you have some kind of rare like genetic disease that requires you to go to the doctor every flipping day but uh, i don't know how often people get sick honestly like you get sick like twice a year at the most but you know i mean free healthcare is nice obviously because you never see it coming you know suppose you get your leg ran over you don't have to pay anything that's nice and all free shit is nice free college fine free health care good stuff but would I honestly sacrifice my right to vote just so I could have free health care? Nah, probably not. I'd probably just pay for my gosh darn pills. Because uh, the ability to choose my own leader is really very important to me. Now, last week we discussed how Ireland and France have the weird prime minister set up, which is influenced by Britain. And how the absolute bomb sauce countries like Mexico and Brazil just have one president, because that's a system that's been proven to make sense and work. Um, but at the very least, France and Ireland and those, you know, they elect their leaders. They don't have a flippin' queen. But Canada and Australia and Britain... They all do have a queen. Uh, this isn't good. I, I honestly don't know, you know, how the left can, like, denounce the bad parts of America, like slavery and Jim Crow and everything. Like, yeah, all that stuff is bad. And then prop Britain up as the good guys. Like, th that's just really backwards. You have to understand that America in 1776 was like the the most the most progressive nation on earth. I'm not an American exceptionalist. I will admit the Greeks came up with these ideas first, but it had been a thousand years before anyone tried a democratic system where people could vote and have their say. It had been just kings and bloody reigns of medieval monarchs for like a thousand years. So what America was doing was honestly kind of impressive in 1776. Also, like I said, not an American exceptionalist, France did at the same time. France is flipping awesome, 
and Robespierre was a total bomb sauce dude, and Marie Antoinette getting up to the guillotine, you know, that that's that's awesome. The French Revolution is really awesome. I don't think the French get enough credit because their revolution happened about the same time as ours. You know, so they deserve credit too. But the point is that if you if you honestly believe that if America hadn't won its independence from Britain, that life for the slaves would have been better, like you're dead wrong. Life for slaves would have been even worse if America hadn't won its independence. Also, who do you think made all the money from the slave trade while Britain owned America? That's right, Britain. Do you think Britain didn't consume American cotton or American tea or all these products that were picked and, and harvested by slaves? I don't think you know what you're talking about, my guy. Now, the common argument is... Oh, Britain didn't have slaves, so that means that Britain was was uh, more forward-thinking than America. That's not how it was. Guess why Britain didn't have slaves? Because Britain is freaking tiny, and they don't have any farmland. America is giant. Tons of farmland. Britain, they could just exploit and watch. I, th I, thank, you, I thank you give Britain too much credit in this equation, honestly. Britain was not some progressive paradise just because they didn't have slavery. They participated in the slave trade just as much as, as any country. Let's not lie to ourselves here, all right? Let's let's not joke to ourselves, all right? It, it's it's flipping stupid. It's it's absolutely bonkers. I don't know who's defending Britain or acting like Britain is some kind of, you know, revolutionary like some people will say, oh, it's the Magna Carta. The, if, you, if you in any way believe that the Magna Carta was influential to the United States Constitution, you have no idea what you're talking about. The Magna Carta was not a document of democracy. It's just one step down from, like, absolute tyranny. These rich barons go to, like, King John, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, you, you can behead any of us at any time you want, so may maybe, like, we can have kind of a say. And, you know, he's like, all right, okay, sure, yeah, all right. But, you know, that's, that's not democracy. It's still just a bunch of barons being let off the hook, sort of, kind of. Like, you honestly believe that this is, like, some kind... Like, sure, it's historically significant because it marked the, the point at which, like, some rights of some people were respected. It's not democracy. This isn't democracy right here. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. The American Constitution was not influenced by the Magna Carta. It was influenced by the ideas of the Greeks, like Plato and Socrates, who were total bomb sauce, total smart dudes. Like, I, I, I just honestly don't get this. You need to understand that the Founding Fathers were the progressives of their day. In retrospect, you know, now that we're legalizing marijuana and everything... They don't look so progressive. For the time, their ideas were flipping like 
enlightened. Like they were products of the enlightenment. They were progressive geniuses. Not by today's standards, but for the time, their ideas were treated like like experimental shit. Right? And I don't think people understand this. That they were products of the enlightenment. They weren't like they were the coolest guys around at the time. Why do you hate on the founding fathers so much? Sure, some of them owned slaves. Ben Franklin joined an abolitionist society in his later years because he understood that slavery was wrong. But they died because they were out-of-touch educated people and they didn't understand that the ignorant morons down in the South wouldn't let slavery go. They thought, oh yeah, it'll stop eventually because um, you know it's incompatible with american ideals so we'll just die and 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 we'll leave america you know america will evolve and they didn't understand that if there's a profit to be had you know people will try and defend that stuff so it took a blinken to get rid of it like i'm sorry if you don't understand this but you should really be hating on the actual racists like robert e lee or stonewall jackson or Jefferson Davis, you know, the total pieces of shit. You don't need to hate on the Founding Fathers. Sure, they were flawed human beings. That's what differentiates us from Britain. You know, over there, their leader is a godlike deity. Over here, they're human beings. Over in Britain, uh, you know, you, you don't question your leaders. Over here, we do. I, I admit that I admit that Thomas Jefferson wasn't some kind of God. He was a guy, a flawed, normal guy. I remember reading that he, one of the founding fathers called a barmaid a saucy winch, and I just thought, man, you know, cool, cool beans. Those guys were total bros. Those, those guys were epic. Uh, you know, the point is that that's the American philosophy, is that our leaders are human people, and we elect them of our own volition, and that the Constitution is not to be treated like a Bible. It's it's to be it's to, that's why we can amend it. You know that that's why we can amend our Constitution because times change, things change, things develop, things you know s stuff stuff gets different over time. And I, I mean, you'd need to be seriously stupid to think that America was worse off than like britain at the time in britain like I, let me look this up. like there's just so many like urban myths about it i i honestly don't get it now of course you can like your country without being racist in fact if you understand that america was founded on ideals of freedom and equality it makes it harder for the racists because if if you believe america is a racist country founded on nothing but racism and there were no good ideas when it was founded, then you're making the racists feel a lot more at home. If you believe there is no potential in America and that America was this backwards thing and that Britain was actually superior somehow and their system of governments made more sense, you're just giving more props to the racists. And they'll feel really nice, you know, knowing that... George Washington and Ben Franklin were fellow racists. That's their jam. So, you know, considering that history, you know, it, it, you know, not, we can't be certain. 
there's there's no 100% certainty with history. The best avenue for liberals is is to tell racists that they're not welcome here in America. They need to get out and found their own little racist island or whatever where they can go and be racist because American ideas are incompatible with their ideas. Like Abe Lincoln said, if, if I could have kept this country intact while preserving slavery, I would have done it. That doesn't mean he thinks that's a legitimate possibility. He knows that's not a legitimate possibility. He's just saying, as president, it's my first duty to keep the country intact. And if I have to burn the South down and teach them a lesson, then I'll do that. He understands that there would be no way to keep slavery and have the country remain intact and have it keep going because he understands that things have to change over time gradually in a progression of events we call history. But, you know, that that's the, that's the long and short of it. I had a high school newspaper teacher, and she wasn't a history teacher, but she was my high school newspaper teacher. She actually thought that Abe Lincoln owned slaves, and I was like, no, that's not how it, that's, he, he never owned slaves. I honestly think she, she thought he was one of the founding fathers. I can't believe that this, this woman was qualified to teach me. Sure, she was a history teacher, but can you imagine having your facts that wrong? Like ha having, having your, having what you're teaching people being that wrong. And I said, I, I don't think he owned slaves. I don't think that ever happened. He was poor. He was a, grew up in a log cabin and all the founding fathers were dead by the time he was born. I mean, maybe one or, one or two of them was still alive, but she was like, no, no, he owned slaves. It's like, where do you get these weird ideas? Like, where do you get these weird myths and how, like, how can you be so stupid and confused about American history? You confuse Pocahontas and Sacagawea. I mean, my gosh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just weird. I think these people honestly like stuff 500 years of history into like 50 years. It's, it's just not, it's just not a good perspective to hold. That said back to Canada, you know, I, I, th I think, I, th I think Canada is kind of like the, an alternate version of America that never won its independence. Currently, one of the biggest gripes I got with Canada and get this is they got rid of their pennies. Uh, I've spoken on this several times before. Some people think that I'm so stupid that I believe you can just print money and that'll give people more money so they can buy more shit. And believe it or not, that is actually what I believe because money is a human construct. We made it up. It's not real. So being a human construct and not a universal, like, fundamental law of physics or anything... We can do whatever the shit we want with money. Like, economics are interesting. Don't get me wrong. Economics are very interesting. And I'd say the New York Stock Exchange could be considered the world's largest laboratory. You just have a lot of people trying things, figuring things out, seeing what, what sticks. But at the end of the day, money is still a human invention. We made it up. It's a human construct. So you can do whatever the shit you want with it. Like... And if you if you think there's a gold standard, if you think that that's the tangible thing, guess what, Moran? You're also wrong. Gold is just uh, it's just a rock. 
it's just a rock that we assigned value to. We could have easily just assigned value to granite, but we assigned it to gold. Is there a reason why we did this? Yeah, gold is rare. But if we assigned it to granite, a lot of people would have a lot more, uh, you know, money because granite's a common rock. The point is. Oh, sorry, the bot cut off. The bot cuts out a lot. But anyway, like I was saying, money is a human construct. So you can print money and people will have more money to buy shit. And if you believe inflation is a problem, which is preventing more people from buying shit, you just prevent it by saying businesses, you can't raise your prices anymore. Simple as that. As a government, you can do that. Sure, it might be unconstitutional. Plenty of the policies FDR introduced as part of his New Deal really benefited people, but they were ruled unconstitutional. They were kind of communist. FDR was a great president, and I think everyone can agree that the New Deal really saved America because some of the policies in there insisted, you got you got to do this thing or the economy is going to go down the shitter. If inflation is a problem, here's the solution, idiot. You revert all the prices to what they were back in 1900 when money was pretty much introduced. Back in those times, a candy bar cost a penny. That's a pretty that's a pretty reasonable thing to base the entire reversal of inflation on. You take all the resources and you revert them back to the proportion by which uh, a you know, a candy bar would have cost a penny in uh, 1900. These days it costs about 150, which is way too much. So obviously you reduce uh, the price of everything by about 150 percent, and uh, at that point, you know, it'll be like a Black Friday sale for the first few days or so. But eventually, people will just get used to it and accept that a candy bar costs a penny. I honestly don't know who, why nobody else has come up with this brilliant idea. Inflation is like a, a leap year, you know? If you have a leap year every so often to counteract the fact that our calendar isn't perfect, why not account for the imperfections of inflation? It seems like inflation is a legitimate problem that a lot of people complain about, so why not just have the government revert all the prices to what they were back in 1900? Here's an argument that one might pose uh, to say that this doesn't make any sense. What about phones and things that didn't exist in 1900? Easy. You take the plastic and the material and the raw metals that go into that phone and you revert all those, you know, you revert all the prices of those materials accordingly. For the first week, like I said, it's going to be like Black Friday. Everyone is going to be buying as much shit as they can, but eventually people will just come to terms with it. Uh, one argument is that uh, pennies cost more to produce than they're worth. Simple solution, make them worth more. You can do it, idiot. Money's a human construct. Like I, I honestly don't know how people are, are having this much of an issue with money. You just revert the prices and people will get used to it. Getting rid of pennies does not solve the core problem of inflation. It'll just make it so that in a couple years, candy bars will cost $500. And that's going to be complicated. Whether you pay for shit digitally or physically, doesn't matter. It makes shit a lot more complicated for everyone. Who wants inflation? Honestly, I don't know at this point. Like, 
it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Canada getting rid of the penny is a really stupid move on their part. There's no reason to get rid of pennies. That doesn't solve the underlying problems of capitalism. It certainly doesn't solve the problem of inflation because your, your shit's just going to keep inflating. And, you know, heaven knows that stuff in Canada is more expensive. I look on the back of a book and it's like, yeah, this thing's $5 in America. This thing's like $7 in Canada. Maybe it's just because Canadian dollars uh, are different from American dollars. I don't know. The point is that uh, Canadian money is a joke. Anywho, nobody really takes it seriously. Canadian dollars. I mean, can you, I can't even imagine living in a country where you're not even proud of the designs on your money. One of them has uh, Queen Elizabeth on it. That's just sad. She's not Canadian. Why the shit is she on Canadian money? Oh, I know. It's because the Commonwealth is like the Eastern... It's, it's like the Soviet bloc. It's a bunch of little puppet states that act on behalf of this one big tyrannical, you know, and I, I, I even like, I even like, uh, you know, Soviet stuff. But I, I would say that Russia didn't trust Estonia and the Ukraine and, it, you know, it's, it's pal countries enough. And it was a little too much, uh, you know, it interfered a little too much in their affairs. And it's the same with the Commonwealth. Uh, you'd need to be an oblivious moron not to see this. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you can just reverse inflation. You can you can do whatever the shit you want with money if you're in a position of power because money is made up. It's not real, you know. So I mean, wh what's the point, you know? Why whine about inflation? Get rid of inflation. Pretty easy to do. There's an episode of DuckTales with the premise of more money being produced. And oh no, things will be more expensive. But that's a that's a power fantasy about a cartoon duck who owns everything and lives in his flipping money vault. If you're getting your financial or economic advice from flipping DuckTales, like I'm sorry, but that's that's not how to get your flipping economic advice. What, what people tend to forget about is that if you have physical currency, not digital currency, which can last a lot longer, but if you have physical currency, uh, it can get destroyed and put out of circulation. You know, money can get ripped. It can get run over. Pennies can get run over on railroad tracks. You can melt, you can melt the money down. You, you can do all kinds of stuff with it, and that, you know, and that'll get it out of circulation. So it's not as if all the money that's been put in circulation will last forever. It won't if it's physical. And that's the really that's probably the only really great thing about physical currency is that it's a pu it's a public uh it, it, you know it the really great thing about physical currency is that it's it's a it's, it's in the public realm. Nobody owns the physical currency. Privatizing currency is one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard of. It absolutely will not solve capitalism. If you if you take the one good thing about currency, which is that it's produced by the federal government and that anyone can lose it and anyone can get it, you can drop money on the street and people can pick it up. You can't do that with a credit card because a credit card is specially designed to have the rich hoard their money for as long as possible. They can't lose the shit because it's 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 been digitized by a private conglomerate. That's not how you solve capitalism. Look, I'm sorry, but if you think that in a communist country you wouldn't have physical currency, you're dead wrong. In Soviet Russia, they used physical currency.
it was communist currency, but they used physical currency because they understood that that's the only way to be communist. Just, just tossing that out there. I don't consider myself a card-carrying communist, but for gosh sakes, privatizing currency is not the way to go. Really stupid move. That's not going to solve capitalism. That's not going to solve inflation. And Canada, ju just make a more appealing currency that people will want to look at. Get rid of the Queen Elizabeth note because no one wants her on there. I'm sure plenty of Canadians are sick of seeing her on your money. That's why Canadian money isn't as, like, no, nobody thinks about it. You know? It's just sad. I, I honestly don't know at this point, but, like, geez. Anyway, yeah, I find it really weird that people are defending the uh, British government so much and being like, yes, Britain was way better than America. Like, geez, what are you talking about, man? Like, my gosh. But, I mean, that's all I got to talk about currently. Uh, it's it's 3.33. Got a little heated there, gosh. Uh, but, yeah. Money is a human construct. You can reverse inflation or you can just print more money. Simple shit. Uh, provided you fix prices, which, hey, it might be unconstitutional. But uh, like I said, the Constitution shouldn't be read like a Bible. You know, things change over time. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know anymore. But uh, it's 334. So how about let's take a look here. At Rick and Morty Season 5. Because a couple months back, one of the last things posted on the uh, Rabkin subreddit was, Hey, wh what if uh, the, the Rick and Morty's getting another season? I bet that makes Nicholas angry, doesn't it? Damn right. I'm sick of this shit. Um, to think that this has been going on for five years, and I'm powerless to stop it, that just makes my blood boil. Because it's such a horrible cartoon. I honestly just don't know. I, I, let me see here. How, how is Rick and Morty animated? Let's uh, take a look at that before, before we go with it. Oh, Rick and Morty is animated digitally. Oh, wow, post-production work is done in Adobe After Effects. Yeah, I figured. It's not, a. Uh, it's not, it's not 2D. I mean, I just don't get that, you know, because the thing about 2D is a lot of people think it's, like, difficult or something, but it's not. If, if you have all the resources you need, if you got a light box and a pencil, and a pencil 2D isn't hard. If, if you've got a couple people who who will draw frames for you, it's not hard. It's not any harder than computer animation. Some people say that computer animation is easier because a computer can make frames and it's hard to do every frame one by one, but 2D animation is actually easier because, uh, be because 2D animation, you don't need a master's degree in computing. You can just get right in there and draw. That's a lot easier. Then you just scan it in, crop crop the panels, and uh, you're good to go. My breast alcohol establishment music video, sure. It was a lot of work. If I had a better light box or more pencils, 
or, you know, a better chair probably would have been a lot easier. Point is, I'm not a professional animation studio, so, you know, but it, it's it's not hard if you know what you're doing. Otherwise, there wouldn't be so many gosh darn Looney Tunes cartoons. All of those are traditional 2D. There wouldn't be so much anime. Heck, a lot of anime is traditional 2D, hand-drawn stuff. I honestly don't know, like... I might actually admire Rick and Morty a little if it was uh, 2D. I, I like I knew it wasn't obviously because because none of these things are. But uh, you know, if if it was, my my point would still stand. You can you can make a show 2D animated, and that's admirable. But it still has to be funny. It still has to be a show worth watching, or it's not worth watching. And I'm not going to give you props just because you do two, just because you use 2D animation. Because anyone can do that, like anyone. It's a lot easier than computer animation, contrary to popular belief. Uh, production of animation is handled by Bardell Entertainment in Vancouver, Canada. Nice. You know, I love I love a cartoon show that has a hundred different agencies taking care of it. That's really nice. I mean, my gosh, people actually think Rick and Morty is a good show. So, so it's not even traditional 2D, but, you know, I wouldn't give it props even if it was, because the show itself is just, like, hot shit. You, you can 2D animate something traditionally with a pencil and hand draw it, and it could still be total shit. So even if Rick and Morty was traditionally, I mean, I wouldn't give any props. It's a 338. Holy shit, who thinks Rick and Morty is a good show? If you do, please come on the q and I'd love to talk to you about how you think uh, Rick and Morty is like some kind of brilliant, subversive, like, genius shit. Dan Harmon is a flippin' weirdo, and nothing he's ever done has any potential. Rick and Morty is a cartoon that's so god awful and abysmal, like it's beyond it's beyond words. I can't describe it. That said, it's a uh, three thirty eight. So let's hop into the official trailer for. Oh wait, there's two trailers. There's official trailer one, and official trailer two. I guess one trailer isn't enough for this uh, amazing event. Here we go. I'm a disgrace to Christopher Lloyd's and Michael J. Fox's career. I think I'm really funny. Hey, I'm a fucking drunk grandpa. I'm so funny. I don't know. I, I don't do a good Rick and Morty impression. I mean, I could if I was trying, but uh, I'm, I'm not even going to try. Like, holy shit, who sees Rick and Morty and thinks it's better than Back to the Future, which is like the perfect movie in every regard? Like, who honestly thinks Rick Sanchez is a better character than Doc Brown? I'd like to meet these people if they exist. Like seriously. Okay, let's uh, let's see trailer number one here. Let's uh, hop right into it. I think I've I've postponed it too long. Let's see here. Oh boy. Oh wow. Oh my gosh, this is great. Oh, this is awful. Oh my gosh. People are actually watching this right now. I can't even believe it. Holy shit.
Oh, this season they parody Transformers? Oh boy, I can't wait for that. I'm sure they're going to have such insightful commentary about Transformers. Oh boy. Wow, this looks so, so stupid. Holy shit, this is pathetic. Also, why don't any of the Rick and Morty characters have holes on their ears? Like, I, I just noticed this, but why don't any of them have ear holes? Can they hear? I wonder. Whenever I give my characters ears, I always make sure to give them ear holes, because otherwise, you know... They wouldn't be able to hear. I, I guess I guess the Rick and Morty characters just have little flaps of skin over there. It's really nightmarish. Really awful character design. Oh, wow. This looks like the greatest cartoon of all time. Oh, boy. Good lord, this thing is a piece of shit. These are the most annoying characters. They all have the worst voices. They should hire better voice actors. Oh, wow, there's multiple of Rick. Amazing. Oh, wow, on Adult Swim, in case you thought it was going to be on Nickelodeon. I, I don't know. All these cartoon channels are the same. But, wow, that was a steaming pile of dog shit. Not only did that trailer fail to make me excited for the new season of Rick and Morty, it made me, th it, it made me like, terminally, like, just sad about what's being produced in the entertainment industry today. I feel sad after watching that. I knew I'd feel awful, you know. I'm a masochist. But, you know, hopefully it was entertaining to you. I, I can't stand their voices. Why are their voices so, like... Why are their voices so grating? Hey, I'm Marty, and I'm a fucking... Oh, it's more like... Hey, I'm Marty, and I'm... I don't know. Why do they all sound like like they're like off their meds or something? I don't know. They're probably not. They're probably just awful like characters. Like they're so poorly developed. Why can't Why can't Dan Harmon just hang up the towel already and let someone else make a cartoon? It'll be better. Even if it's on Adult Swim, it could potentially be better than Rick and Morty. My God, 6.6 .6 million views. I feel sad for, like, whoever had to animate this. Like, imagine having Rick Sanchez staring into your soul for the, that long. Holy shit. A lot of people accuse me of being uh, anti-consumer. And I'm not sure where this accusation comes from. I'm actually kind of a consumer advocate because I understand when people are being ripped off or, you know, when they're offered an inferior product. 
such as with DVD and VHS. VHS is obviously the superior format. Uh, it works better. Uh, it offers more freedom to the consumer, and uh, it's, it's it's a lot. It lasts a lot longer. You'd need to be a, like a serious idiot not to understand this, but a lot of consumers are. They can be swayed to anything. So if you make DVD seem like the superior, shinier, more modern option, you can convince a, a swarm of morons to buy a shit ton of D DVDs. Uh, and and if you believe in this stupid proverb, the customer is always right, which isn't true because the customer isn't always informed about the product they're buying, whereas the producer always is because they produced it. If you believe in that proverb, then what you're saying is, let the market take care of itself, invisible hand, free market, blah, blah, blah. It's my responsibility as a producer to offer my consumers the best possible experience. I would feel guilty, like I was cheating them, if I sold my stuff on DVD instead of VHS, because DVD is an inferior product. I know this as a producer from years of experience. My point is, at the end of the day, that when you say, I don't respect the rights of the consumer, what you're actually saying is, I don't respect your right to make a, a stupid decision, uh, a, poor, a poorly thought out choice, like paying for comics with your credit card instead of with the mail. And if, if you don't do that, then you just won't get my comics and you'll be missing out because you're a stubborn little shit. Uh, I'm sorry if this disturbs you, but... As the producer, I, as a producer, I know what's best for you, and I'm not going to try and cheat you with a DVD or a cheap digital comic because those are inferior products. I know what's best for you because you're not informed enough to make the right choice on your own. So I'm not going to offer you a, a bad choice or a shitty choice, you know, because you know I, I just I just feel dishonest doing that. Oftentimes, you know, this is kind of my catchphrase at this point, but I often say, it's not my problem. What that means isn't that your choices don't affect me, because they do. If you make the stupid choice to buy an Alec Robbins comic instead of a Nicholas comic, that does affect me. Every choice you make has some you know, externalities. It is kind of my problem, but what I mean by when I say it's your problem is that you're being a moron... Uh, you know, that's something that only you can fix. I can't force you to become a genius overnight. Uh, if if you're an idiot, then that's your prerogative. There's nothing I can do to change that because I believe in free will. So, you know, you can't change that. Uh, if you're not willing to, you know, look at the world in a new way or, you know, change your perspective up a little, then you know, that's your problem, honestly. That's 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 entirely on you. That's what I mean when I say that. But uh, we're not done with the festivities yet, because there's a second trailer for Rick and Morty. Season 5, version 2.0. Let's check it out. I, I can't wait. Let's, let's click right into this digital deliciousness that is Rick and Morty. Oh, boy. This is the worst, like, alt-rock 90s shit I've ever heard. So you got, a, like, a... What is that? A, a squirrel robot or something hopping out of an ice mountain? Who sees this shit and thinks this is interesting? 
it's a cartoon. Anything can happen. You can have a planet where everyone's a spoon. Doesn't mean it's interesting. Doesn't mean anyone needed it. Just a bunch of visual shit. My God, this show is a hot piece of garbage. Why you gotta have two trailers for this piece of shit? This abysmal dumpster fire. Oh, one of the jokes is that, that Morty has a lightsaber and it's flexible. It's like a snake. You know what I love is when a show references another property for no reason other than to remind the viewer that they could be watching the better property. They could be watching the better show. It's great. Like when My Little Pony references Three Amigos, I flip and love that. It's very nice to know that the fellows who worked on My Little Pony reference a better movie to make it seem like their show is good. Brilliant stuff. Oh, wow, it's a holographic Rick. He was like the lawnmower man, except he looked even more shitty and amateur. And it's 2021. What's Morty's shirt say? Rick and Morty party? There's asterisks over it. What is all this shit? Thank God I'm only watching the flippin' uh, trailer. So they're all in like different colored costumes and they're all operating a different robot. They're supposed to be like Power Rangers, right? Isn't that the one where they all operate the different robots? Uh, Team Rocket? I don't know. It's just some weird shit. Like, Dan Harmon just references other properties nonstop. Uh, you know, and Futurama is guilty of that too, but... You know, like, it had original stuff too, didn't it? At least a little bit. Like I like Bender, you know, he has a cool he has a cool design. He's a nice looking robot. Pretty nice. You know, I like Zoidberg because before Futurama there wasn't an alien like that. What's Rick and Morty do that Futurama hasn't done? It's like Rick and Morty does everything Futurama did, but worse. Because the people behind it have no idea what they're talking about. Everything is just a reference. God, why does everyone go cyberpunk bird? Is that a cyberpunk bird or is it just like a shitty robot bird? I don't think Rick knows what cyberpunk is. William Gibson seeing this. Is William Gibson still alive? Let me see here. I hope William Gibson isn't still alive. He shouldn't have to see this shit. He shouldn't have to see... Oh, he is still alive. God, I wonder what he thinks of these stupid-ass-looking birds. Is that what they are? They don't even look like birds. They just look like a bunch of visual clutter. Just like They have the worst character design. Who looks at this and thinks it's good character design? Let's see here. Okay. I wouldn't lie to you, but that's a lie. I would lie to you, because I'm a shitty grandpa. 
This is gonna sound bad, but would you trust me not to kill- There's no character development in this show. Where's- When does Rick Sanchez, or whatever his name is, Rick Marquez, or I don't even care at this point, when does he learn from his mistakes? Even the college buddies learn from their mistakes at the end of college buddies. I just don't get it. I think this show is trying to postpone any reasonable development in the characters for as long as possible because that way they can make more shit and not end it when it needs to end, which was like right after it popped into Justin Roiland's head because that, that was when it should have ended. Let's keep going here. Well, I don't nearly have the time to unpack this. Why do they hire such annoying gosh darn voice actors? Why can't they hire professionals? It's flipping Adult Swim. It's a multi-million dollar cable network. And they can't hire people who sound good to voice their characters. And, you know, maybe it's just because Justin Roiland voices one of them or Dan Harmon voices... I don't know who voices who. But the point is, Dan Harmon does not sound that great. And in a cartoon, voice acting is key. You've got to have your characters voiced by people who sound nice and appealing instead of just the animators or Dan Harmon. I doubt he even animates this shit. He probably just hires a whatever Vancouver animation company to animate it for him, and then he voices it. Hey, I'm Morty. Everyone is a spoon. Garble, warble, derp, derp. Wow, it's a Transformer, and it's fighting a big praying mantis, and then it crashes into the San Francisco Bridge. This is what cartoons have become, people. Just one reference. Just one shitty reference after another. Your cartoon has become like the flippin' Beastie Boys intergalactic music video. It's just so sad. Oh, I guess that's the end of it. God, this is a pathetic piece of shit. Oh my god, come on, let's go. God, these characters are just so flippin' ugly. Their heads are like perfect spheres with no imperfections. I guess that's why I knew it wasn't uh, authentic hand-drawn 2D, because they just look too perfect. You can always tell this if a cartoon isn't hand-drawn, because they'll just... They'll be devoid of human imperfection, which is, you know, very important for any piece of media. You know, to remind the viewer that people made it and not computers. Uh, but the same goes for, like, Dilbert or, um, gosh, what was it? You know, any animation style that's done on a computer but tries to look like 2D. Uh, it, it, it'll, never, it'll never perfectly replicate the imperfections that come from drawing with a, with a hand, you know, because it's just too perfect. Morty's head, he's like Caillou. He's like Caillou, but with hair. He, he just, everything looks so angular and, and 
and curvy. There's no like. There's no. There's no humanity to it. It just sucks. But gosh, this character design is just so awful. Also, why are their pupils so like? They look like a, like a, lint ball. They're just like all. Why can't you just have characters with pupils that aren't all fuzzy and weird? I just don't know who looks at this and is like, yes, this is an appealing style. These characters look great. Go for it, Dan Harmon, you flippin' genius. You flippin' brilliance of the animation industry. Gersh. Who looks at this cartoon and wants to watch it? I guess if you're a moron. I guess that's who this show is targeted to. It's a pretty big audience they've got. That's a smart move. Maybe I should make... Maybe I should draw and write a comic targeted toward morons. Just love it when a show references other shows that are better and has no character development or anything worth worth talking about. Maybe I should make a comic for that crowd. Rock and Marcus doesn't count because it's too smart and it's a parody, so. I'm glad I drew Rock and Marcus. By Rock and Marcus, if if you if you hate Rick and Morty as much as I do, if you hate it with a passion, the only way to stop it is to cancel your subscription to Adult Swim and buy some Nicholas comics instead. Or, heck, support your local cartoonists. I'm sure they need your business more than I do. If, if you have any cartoonists in your local area, buy their shit. They need it a lot more than Dan Harmon does. He's already a multi-million. Let's see his net worth. Let's, let's, let's see that. I mean, no shade if the guy makes the fat stacks, but it's not as if he's a starving artist. He's fucking rich. Let's see here. Dan Harmon, net worth. How much has he got? At least a milli, right? Wow, five, five mil. And he's only 48. What a, what a sharp little genius. You, you sharp little genius, you... Oh, wow. I bet that rape sketch you made was just hilarious back in the day. Oh, boy. What an unfunny guy. Why this guy have five mil? Like at, least, at least he's not Justin Roiland. Both of them are just, just not funny. I, I, I just don't get it at this point, you know? It just doesn't make sense. When society go towards like a, worshiping these bearded hipster dudes, and they're and like they got they both got beards, and they, I probably couldn't even tell them apart. They both look, like I guess, Dan is a little fatter. I guess. Here's here's some advice. Just because you can make a cartoon doesn't mean you should make a cartoon. But if you do make a cartoon. It'll probably be better than Rick and Morty. Just a little advice there. If you make a cartoon, uh, try and get it to replace Rick and Morty. Because even if it's on Adult Swim, which is like the worst venue for an animator or anyone trying to look, trying to get an animation. But I, I really hope Rick and Morty gets replaced soon. 
really hope it doesn't go on for as long as The Simpsons has been going on because it has even less staying power. It's a product of the year and time it was invented, and it's time for new content to get made. How much longer is this going to go on? Answer me this, right? How much longer is Dan Harmon going to be able to have this weird cult of personality around him? Now, this is really funny. And I reference this in my Rock and Marcus comic, but, you know, I, I was putting my genius smart moves on a guy, and he's like, you're not an intellectual just because you watch Rick and Morty. And I'm like, I don't watch Rick and Morty because it's a piece of shit. And he's like, how can you know Rick and Morty is a piece of shit if you haven't watched it? This this is honestly the mentality people are going with. First, they, they, they insult me for watching Rick and Morty, a show I'd never in a million years watch. And I say it's shit, and then they say I can't, I'm not entitled to my opinion because I haven't watched it, which is just the shittest take I've ever heard in my flippin' life. I'm not an intellectual because I watch Rick and Morty. I'm an intellectual because I read Kurt Vonnegut and William S. Burroughs, you stupid troglodyte. Like, I honestly don't think, I, I don't, I don't know, I'd see my content and think that I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. I really hope I'm not projecting that image because that's a disturbing thought, you know, that People would see college buddies and think it, it has anything to do with Rick and Morty or that I that Dan Herman's my icon or anything. Because that couldn't be further from how it actually is. I loathe the guy. He's he's my number one enemy. Or I guess not. I don't like a lot of cartoons going on currently. Mainly the adult swim crowd. They're very annoying. And uh their content really sucks. More often than not, like, there's not even Aqua Teen Hunger Force anymore. What's the point? Now, what's the point? Who watches Adult Swim still? Who does? Like, maybe for the first five years of its operation with Space Ghost Coast to Coast, like, that's kind of a neat idea. It's out of ideas now. It's just going to keep playing Rick and Morty again and again and again. Rick and Morty is going to last a lot longer than Aqua Teen Hunger, Hunger Squad or whatever it's called. I don't really know. I don't watch it, but, uh, you know, I guess I can't hate on. It's probably better than Rick and Morty. You know, people, people say Aqua Teen Hunger Squad was good, and maybe it was. I, I don't know. Was it current adult swim? Not even worth, like, pretending like it has any potential. It's a network that's been dead for, like, since God knows when. And Rick and Morty is the only thing keeping it afloat. Nobody watches Adult Swim for anything else. It's just Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty. Oh boy, Rick and Morty. Hey, Rick, what if we go to the planet where everyone is a spoon? Garble, arble, darp, darp. <laughs> My God. The fifth season will premiere on June 20th, 2021. So watch out for that. It's going to be the summer of Rick and Morty. The series has been acclaimed by critics. 
and this is in the second paragraph of the Wikipedia page. The series has been acclaimed by critics for its originality, creativity, and humor. That's right. It's so original. There's nothing more original than just referencing other shows a bunch. How is Rick and Morty original? Not only does it constantly reference other shit, it's also just a ripoff of Back to the Future. Like, that's the whole show, that's the whole show, is it's just back to the future, but without the charm, or the acting, or the direction, or the, or Huey Lewis. That, that's the show. How can you acclaim this show, and be like, oh yeah, it's the most original shit. I'm only looking at a Wikipedia article here, okay? I'm focusing on Rick and Morty a lot this episode, so I'll probably title this episode like... Heck, I'll title it Garble Arble Darp Darp or something, because... This might be the last time I reference Rick and Morty, because I'm just referencing it so much in this episode, and I don't think I'm going to be talking about anything else for the rest of the episode. Let's go down here to the critical reception bit. And, uh... Let's go down to the sources. And, uh, no, better yet, let's look up on Google and find some amateur blog review of Rick and Morty. I don't do this often. I don't often take the time out of my day to look at other people's moronic opinions, but I'm actually going to do it. Let's see here. Uh, Rick and Morty is a genius, genius... Oh, wow, that's actually a Google search result. Rick and Morty is genius. I'm going to say Rick and Morty is a... There's also Rick and Morty is a bad show and Rick and Morty is a dumb show. It's nice to know I have uh, people who agree with me. But let's look up Rick and Morty is a wonderful show. I'm sure that, that'll, that'll get some real intellectual type uh, search results. Let's see here. Rick and Morty, this is the first result from Gentleman's Quarterly. Rick and Morty is one of the great TV comedies, and it has a problem. One of the great TV comedies? You mean to tell me this thing is as good as Welcome Back, Cotter? You mean to tell me that this is as good as Friends? I don't even like Friends. But compared to Rick and Morty, Friends is absolutely the bomb sauce. I would watch 50 episodes of Friends before I would ever watch a single episode of Rick and Morty. Tom Phillip in October 5th, 2017 says, The highest rated comedy on TV is as good as you've heard, but its fan base is becoming toxic. Nice confirmation bias there. We're firmly in the age of the sad calm. Very few comedy TV shows on at the moment are content just to be funny. Certain sitcoms seem to be airing a very special episode every week, and most, if not all, are centered around a flawed protagonist, 
whose behavior hurts those around them. One such example is you're the worst, which is often good but makes me sad. Another is casual, which I do not believe anyone has ever seen. Then there's Adult Swim's Rick and Morty, created by Justin Roiland and Ultimate Sitcom Sad Boy Dan Harmon. So, this isn't true because all the sitcoms have a very special episode, even the old ones. I guess he says they air a special episode every week. But when have sitcoms not been about flawed protagonists? Like, I think that that's the, pre that's the prerequisite for a sitcom, is that you've got to have flawed people whose behavior hurts those around them. Isn't that what makes a sitcom interesting? It's a, it's a situation comedy. Like, think about, like, Sanford and Sons, right? No, think of, all, all in the family, right? If Archie Bunker wasn't a flawed protagonist, and he wasn't, and his behavior didn't hurt those around them, it wouldn't be a funny show. That's, that's what a sitcom is. The problem with Rick and Morty is not that it's sad. The problem is that it has no substance. There's no, there's no point to any of it. It's just a bunch of visual clutter and shit. What, what, this, is the wor this is the garbage take, and this is a GQ, a major publication. I'm also, after this, I'm going to look at a, a smaller like WordPress blog or something. Rick and Morty is, yes, a cartoon in which Rick Sanchez, a geriatric mad scientist with a drinking problem and toxic personality, reintroduces himself into his daughter Beth's life. Rick and Morty, voice, both voiced by an Emmy-worthy Roiland, form a partnership and go on all manner of insane adventures, blop, blop, blop. On top of that, there's no small amount of family drama. Rick is a tormented alcoholic with an intellect so large and alienating that he wastes his time by saving the universe because he's bored. No, he's not. He's just, just, a, he's just an old weirdo. Stop pretending like he's a genius. He's just a piece of shit. Rick and Morty is of this genre, the one that has nailed it. It is one of the funniest, most human shows on TV. It's a human show. Then why is all the animation done? It's a goddamn computer program. Everyone hates on 12-ounce mouse, but at least that was done on MS Paint, you know? I mean, that's a more human show than Rick and Morty, because MS Paint looks pretty good. And, you know, obviously, it, you, you can't draw with a mouse as good as you can with a pencil, but, you know. Whatever. Uh, let me see here. What is it? For the most part, I'm sure Rick and Morty is watched by perfectly pleasant people from all backgrounds. I don't think so. I think it's just watched by morons. 
And they're not necessarily toxic morons, but if, if you watch Rick and Morty and honestly think it's like good, then I don't know. Uh, blah, blah, I'm a pickle. Blah, blah. Um, the idea is that Rick is a flawed character, and this guy is looking too deep into it. It's a freaking cartoon written by two, like, lunatics who have no idea what makes it an interesting plot or anything. Now, let's go for, let's go for a smaller type article written by an amateur. Uh, you got CNET? No. Oh, here we go. TVOverMind.com. 20 reasons why Rick and Morty is the best cartoon on TV. I can rebut all of these. As far as the animation industry is concerned, we all come a very long way. In art, excellence prevails every time that an artist is able to tell a story in a good way. Most storytelling media has evolved wonderfully and advanced for a long time. However, animation wasn't as appreciated as it is now ever before. That's not true. It was appreciated a lot more in the 40s and 50s when animation was a respectable goddamn industry and you had Warner Bros. and Disney and everyone pumping out cartoons Apart from the accent of the information age, animation also pretty much owes The Simpsons for its upsurge in popularity. Ever hear of Looney Tunes, the most popular cartoon ever? Because it was good and it was great and it was made back in the 40s. Yeah, I don't think the popularity of animation started with The Simpsons. I think... The popularity of animation started when people realized that you could make still images and paper move. That was when uh, animation got popular. I think it's always been a cool thing that people have enjoyed. I don't know who writes writes this shit, but... Uh... It's called TV Over Mind. Uh... Asian anime has also contributed to the development and refining of animation. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'd say they're just... I'd say they're just uh, different because they're from a different continent. I don't think they've contributed to the development of animation. I think they developed parallel with Western animation. I don't think they've refined animation any. Um, let's see here. For a moment, cartoons were underrated. When? When were cartoons underrated? I think since 1900, when animation was invented, cartoons have been pretty popular. Um, and, and popular belief defined them as a stepped-down form of animation. Aren't they the only form of animation? I mean, I, I guess there's stop motion and, like, you know, cut out, but 
if if you define all cartoons as a step down form of animation, what would you define as a stepped up form of animation? I don't think this article has any idea what it's talking about. I don't think popular belief has ever defined cartoons as juvenile. I think that applies to comics. I don't think it's ever applied to cartoons like you know Wes Anderson and Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's like the most pretentious cartoon ever and you know, I don't I don't think I, I don't think anyone's ever thought I don't even think this article knows what it's talking about because it thinks that cartoons are underrated. I, I don't even get very soon after we encountered the iconic cartoon series Rick and Morty. Oh wow, this is the bit. They got a video which contains content from Turner who has blocked it on copyright grounds. Good good sign. When Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon created Rick and Morty, they shuddered the notion that cartoons were an inferior form of animation. It became clear that cartoons can be just as affected just as effective in delivering thematic messages as any other form of storytelling media. It had even more profound effects. Rick and Morty introduced us to different ways of exploiting literary devices. You gotta exploit those literary devices. Have these people ever watched the Looney Tunes? Or like even Tom and Jerry, which is pretty lame compared to Looney Tunes. Even it has some flippin' story to it and a structure. I, I don't even know at this point. The animation was based on an original algorithm to power its flow and continuity. You know, when a cartoon is based on an algorithm, it's going to be the most human and likable cartoon because it's based on an algorithm to, to make it popular, to appeal to as many morons as possible. Rick and Morty easily superseded all the all other novel and stellar, even pioneering cartoons and most animated series in just a short while. It is at the moment the pinnacle of brilliance in the cartoon industry. Oh my god, this is great. I should do this more on here. I should do this more on the Q&A because it, it's just so great to read these garbage articles written by amateurs. Be sure to watch all the available series of Rick and Morty to get the full gist of this article. Also, be careful if you haven't updated yourself with the series. As we explore why Rick and Morty should linger on a while longer, we may succumb to nostalgia and relieve some of those moments. Beware of spoilers. Also, if you binge watch it, watch it with a loved one for the emotional support. However, you will have a ton of fun watching, re-watching, and re-re-watching it. Gather around the family dinner table and flip on Rip, Rick and Morty. Watch it with all the loved ones for the emotional support, because it takes so much emotional support. <laughs> My God. 
The following are some of the reasons why Rick and Morty is simply the best cartoon on TV. Period. No, no qualifiers. Let's get down to these reasons. One, the continuity. There's no broken English in this article, so I don't think it was written by like anyone, you know, who's just trying to make clickbait. But it's also clearly not, you know, this isn't really a. This doesn't really seem. Oh, I guess it is kind of a content clickbait forum. But it also seems like it was just written by someone who has no idea what they're talking about, which is funny. So, you know, I mean, clickbait doesn't try, but this is just really good. Really good clickbait. Traditionally, literary experts attribute animation with the reset buttons. Animation as widely used in American comic animated stories is often used to relay vivid and thematic prose. Sometimes main characters die and come back in the next, all healthy and well. It is a very empowering tool. Oh my gosh, this, this, where this is doesn't even know what they're talking about. This is the biggest advantage that Rick and Morty enjoys. A death is either permanent or fixable through an intergalaxy teleportation or cloning. What else would a death be? Either a death is permanent or the character is resurrected. What, what's the third option? I honestly don't think there is one. How does this have to do with continuity? The innovated reset button. Rick and Morty can well be the only show on TV that is allowed by its plot to last on TV for more than a hundred years. Its plot includes time and intergalaxious travel. So that allows it to last on TV for more than a hundred years? Just because it involves time travel? Oh my gosh, this might be too easy a target. Uh, let us revisit the aging but still popular public impression of cartoon characters. So this says that, Rick and, that Dan Harmon is a real-life cartoon character, just because he's cynical. The conflict and the randomness, the moral lessons, every episode is a masterpiece. Each and every episode of Rick and Morty is superbly scripted. The internationally acclaimed cartoon series delivers different conflicts in every episode, and they are all masterfully created. Every episode feels different and just as good as every other one. Something is always wrong. It came with a bang. The best thing about it. It's brilliantly daunting. Rick Sanchez, Morty, Beth, the dilemma if his wife cheated on him or not. So what happens when an alien invades your home and pretends to be you? Who is to blame if an alien compels your family to forget you 
by implanting memories in their heads. Could it be that Beth Smith only killed sleeping Gary because he was Jerry's lover as well as hers? Sleeping Gary is the alien we just described above. He is just epic, and it is interesting to see him take over the Smith family through his outrageous choices in his memory deception. Swifty, No kidding, by the way. Rick totally got most folks unaware when he resolved to sing the Swifty song as a remedy for a world-ending ordeal. It was rogue, bold, and daring. They got the video where Rick sings the Get Swifty song here. Am I going to watch it? Am I going to click the button and expose myself to more pain? All right, I've, I've, I, you know, I've already done that. So what's, what's the loss? Let's watch this get swifty piece of shit. Hit the button. Give me a beat. Okay. All right. This is one of the 19 reasons why Rick and Morty is the best cartoon on TV. And they call it adult stream and not in children's regular broadcasting. They call Adult Swim Adult Stream. I don't even know at this point. I, I'll probably look at another article after this one, but let me see this. Get, get, swiffin', get a Swiffer Sweeper piece of shit. This is a piece of shit. Got a shit on the floor. It's like rubbish Randy, except not ironic, because they actually think it's funny. the worst songs i've ever heard if you're if you're going to have your cartoon characters do a song you should make it f fun and and catchy like breast alcohol establishment that's that's it's got to be one of the worst songs all right i'm going to go to the 7th google page uh there's one from vox but uh, Vox makes some good content. I'm not going to shit on them for liking Rick and Morty. Let's see here. You got Wired, Vice. I'm looking for like, you know. A, uh, oh, great. Here's here's a British article I can tell because it says, My top ten fave hours Rick and Morty episodes. This is a tdfeverything.com. So I'm going to, obviously, I'm going to read this whole article in a in a British accent. Um, my top ten fave hour at Rick and Morty episodes. I can't believe how little love I've shown Rick and Morty on this site. I just finished re-watching the second season, and it's quite clear to me that it has to be one of the most consistent shows I watch. That's because that's it's the only show 
because when you only have one show, an another better show can't exist. Here he's got a gif of Rick saying "Wubba lubba dub dub dub." What's great about this list is that even if you disagree with my picks, at least you'll be reminded of all the times Rick and Morty entertained you. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you've got a new show to look into. That's not nothing. So this guy, if if you. Have you assumed that maybe I do know what you're talking about, but there aren't any times Rick and Morty has entertained me? I haven't watched it, but I'm sure that if I watched all 40 episodes, there wouldn't be a single time where I'd be like, yes, I'm entertained by this. This is, this is so entertaining. Also, he says my top 10 favorite Rick and Morty episodes... There's only 40 episodes. There's going to be like 50, but that's not that's not that much to pick from. Maybe you want to do a top 5 list cuz there's only 40 episodes over 5 years. Episode number 10, Lawnmower Dog. What's so special? I'm a sucker for anthropomorphizing animals. I especially love the concept of a doge being able to exact revenge on the humans who wronged him. Especially when done with the very calm voice of Rob Paulson. Who's Rob Paulson? Who is Rob Paulson? Let me see here. Let's see. Oh yeah, voices. Uh, he does that awful like Vincent Price impression. That stupid mouse cartoon. One is the genius and one is insane. Bop bop bop. Um. Anyway, raising Gazorpazorp. What's so special? I like the emotional hook of raising a monster and still wanting to protect them. However, Rick and Summer is a great pairing for this show, and the female-led planet they end up on is a perfect setting for having Rick antagonize people. Oh, they land on a female-led planet? Yeah, that's a concept that's never been done before, a matriarchal society. It's not like Wonder Woman did that all the way back in 1940. Props to Rick and Morty, a show created by two straight white guys for inventing the concept of a matriarchy. Interdimensional Cable 2, Tempting Fate. Sometimes I just want to watch Mayhem up on the screen. I did think the Jerry storyline got out of hand, but watching TV from different dimensions is always great. Especially the way they pull off the off-the-cuff sensibility in most scenes. Actually, I'd argue that TV from different dimensions doesn't just mean that it's complete nonsense. It would have to adhere to the rules and sensibilities of those dimensions. But I think, I think interdimensional cable can't 
be that crazy or wild because it's all animated in the same garbage style and none of it looks different. And also, why is, why is interdimensional cable treated like it's the first ever experimental... Why is interdimensional cable considered the epitome of surreal comedy? You ever watch, like, liquid television on MTV? Holy shit. Stupid. Interdimensional cable. What a stupid... Who even... I thought cable was outdated. I thought I thought streaming was the big thing now. Anyway. What's so special? I enjoy any time Morty is smitten with a female on the show. However, once the episode introduces Tony Tony's Tony's feels good to the soundtrack, it's in top ten territory because they use a song that they didn't make and had no part in creating, and they have a song in the episode. Brilliant. They bought the rights, too. Great, man. The fact that they actually acknowledge that the song is playing is even better. I especially love Morty's notes on the Lighthouse Keeper's screenplay. Oh, you mean they break the fourth wall? Brilliant. That's never been done before. You absolute geniuses. Number six. The Ricks must be crazy. The disdain that Rick has for Zeep is amazing. Also, watching Rick's creations use his mis misinformation in earnest is amazing. The real winner is Rick's car being angry that Summer won't let it do its job and keep Summer safe. Something wicked this way comes. Another Rick and Summer team up and it's amazing. I also appreciate that one of my mother's favorite actors, Alfred Molina, voiced the devil in this episode. Maybe she'll start watching now because it uses a, a someone your mother likes to manipulate her. Alright. Either way, this episode made it into the Justice League trailer. Something I may or may not have mentioned. Hard to remember, really. Either way, great use of DMX. This and the last episodes are... Total, total recall. Ricksty minutes. Me seeks and destroy and M Night shame aliens. These names are awful. Total recall. Like Futurama, you know, it's not the best. Cartoon ever. Or anything.
But what I, I honestly lose hurdles worth the bugalo roam. I, I just don't know how everyone's forgotten Futurama existed. It's a good show. You know, it's not it's not amazing or anything. It's moderately funny. Not as good as The Simpsons, but eh, it's okay, you know. I, I just don't get it. So, uh, one more. This is from uh, mentalfloss.com. Oh, no, wait. This is 12 fascinating facts about Rick and Morty. So it might not be biased enough. It's just about Rick and Morty. It's not really simping for Rick and Morty. Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland became acquainted through Channel 101 Harmon Short Film Festival. Yeah. Every, everyone, every, everyone uh, you know, starts somewhere. That doesn't mean you can't lose your... Uh, Channel 101 probably wasn't even that great. Uh, talks about how it's after Doc and Morty, which is just one of the, one of the least appealing cartoons I've ever seen. Like I can definitely see why I, I can see the origins of something terrible in that little short cartoon. I, I've watched it, and it's every bit as horrible and garbage as the rest of the show, if if not more. I mean it. At least the show is a little sterilized, but you watch the original cartoon, it's just like no filter, just Justin Roiland, like just ruining his career. It's so awful. I, I on I, I just can't even say this much, but uh, let, let's look up uh, 10 reasons why Rick and Morty is awesome. And get some results from that. And this is entertaining. Ten reasons why Rick and Morty is awesome. I want something from a small-time blog. Those are always more interesting. Let's what uh, first result is from enemy blogs, which looks pretty good. This doesn't look like clickbait so much it looks like a standard you know crap blog the walking dead creators favorite oh great he's british the walking dead creators favorite show is coming back 10 reasons you should watch rick and morty too because you know if the creator of the walking dead likes something you should like it the walking dead's creator Robert Kirkman described Rick and Morty as the best thing being made these days in a recent Reddit AMA with fans. And yes, that's his caps lock button going haywire, not ours. Why doesn't he have enough faith in his own show to say that his show is the best thing being made these days? I guess he just has a low self-esteem or something. The animated sci-fi comedy is set across a vast, varied galaxy of hilarious awfulness 
and it centers on the Back to the Future style relationship between aging alcoholic genius Rick and his kind impressionable grandson Morty. Uh, it's not it's not a, a ripoff of Back to the Future. It's a Back to the Future style relationship. It's not just a horrible imitation made by people who don't know why Back to the Future was appealing in the first place. It's just a back it's just slightly reminiscent of Back to the Future despite all the evidence to the contrary. It is currently recording its third series, but several episodes of the show are free to watch on Adult Swim's website. Yeah, not falling for that. I can only take this shit one, one, one minute at a time here. So if you haven't yet experienced the madness, here's why you should get caught up. It's really dark. Rick and Morty treats all its characters as playthings. The only one who's exempt is Rick, the boozy old scientist who brings his grandchildren on adventures under the pretense of teaching them, when actually he's just using them. In this clip, he leaves Summer in his spaceship with the command keep Summer safe. She ends up mentally scarred. Oh, heavens, this show is the first to ever explore mental damage i i guess i guess in today's climate of oh no this content could be epilepsy triggering you know i guess maybe this is stunning or something but i don't think rick and morty is uh i i, I don't think it's uh unique in that it's dark i think black humor has existed or you know dark type comedy has existed since what 1850 let's see here number two it makes philosophy accessible without dumbing it down the central grandfather slash grandson pair are totally different from one another, and because of their opposing views, they frequently delve deep into philosophical issues from odd angles. Here Rick and Morty argue about ethics while playing an unhealthily deep video game that may remind you of the first ten minutes of Up, only much bleaker. You'll often be pondering the significance of your existence while also laughing at Rick's blithe attitude to everything in the universe and questioning whether or not he's right. That's called nihilism. It's not new either. Dan Harmon didn't invent nihilism. It's been around ever since Nietzsche. Or Nietzsche, however you pronounce his flippin' name. Here's the thing, right? Philosophy, really good philosophy, not fake, I'm 14 and this is deep shit Dan Herman discount brand philosophy, is accessible and also not dumbed down. If you're smart enough to read Nietzsche, he's just a guy, or Nietzsche, or however you pronounce his name, read some Nietzsche. Smarter than Dan Herman, I can guarantee you that. 
and he's accessible. And if he's not accessible, it just means you're dumb and you need to develop your brain a bit. Nothing to be ashamed of. Everyone is stupid at some point, you know. It may be ridiculous, but its characters are still perfectly drawn. Jerry is Morty's petulant dad and Rick's son-in-law, and he's a secondary character most of the time. In this scene, he's in hospital on an alien planet where he's asked to give up his penis to save the life of the most important being in the universe, and his decision says everything about his character. Why does this scenario exist? Why is this... Who cares about this scenario? It's all made up. But, like, who cares? Who's like, wow, this decision... Will he give up his penis, or is his penis important to him? Who needs to know? Why do I need to know about this character's penis? It could be that they could have t said that he had to amputate his arm, I think. I think him giving up his penis is a little overkill, don't you think? It's a, it's a little crude and unnecessary, no? Just me? All right. Four, there's loads of action, which is generally pretty mad. In this episode, Rick and Morty visit a lovely planet where everything is peaceful except for one day a year where there's a purge and people commit every crime they can think of. Oh, like in the movie The Purge? Which is also hot garbage, don't get me wrong, but I think that's just the synopsis of The Purge movie. Number five. The central dynamic is brilliantly toxic. Frequently, you'll see Rick drinking, drooling, being totally irresponsible, and using his grandson as a mule. Morty is always exasperated, which is almost incredible. This bizarre duo is the dark, beating heart of the show. The sci-fi elements are bigger scale and more cogent than big-budget movies. Rick is... Rick Morty and his sister accidentally divide reality into multiple different fragments, leading to the garage. They are getting surrounded by a black void full of Schrodinger's cats. Brilliant. I love Schrodinger's cat. If you know anything about me, it's that I love Schrodinger. It was so smart. If you know about... Man, it's so cognitive dissonance, man. So flippin' deep. Oh shit, it's Schrodinger's cats. Can't get enough of that shit. You're you're so smart, Rick and Morty, for talking about Schrodinger's cat. I've never heard of that one before. It may be outlandish, but it makes more sense than Interstellar did. Probably because Interstellar is, isn't a good sci-fi movie, and it doesn't make any sense either, but I don't see why this episode of Rick and Morty makes more sense than Interstellar. They're both hot garbage. Have you watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, guy? I don't, I don't know. Maybe you should. As well as being complex, it's also really funny. This Mind Parasite episode combines murder mystery with memory-implanting aliens, and it's among the funniest star name episodes to date. It's not all about the sci-fi. 
thrown in with the fa- with all the fantastical madness as married couple Jerry and Beth's relationship, which is a horrible codependent mess and constantly entertaining. The weird voice acting is part of the charm. No, it's not. It's just shitty voice acting. People who don't know how to voice act. It's not charming. It's annoying. When all your characters sound like food processors. Many people in the Rick and Morty universe pause, stutter, and repeat themselves all the time. Especially Rick, who probably says Morty more often than the word and. This makes all the scenarios there an even more offbeat and funny. The guy responsible for this, Justin Roiland, who voices both the titular characters and who created the show with Dan Harmon, also the guy behind the excellent community. Check them out doing live table read below. The excellent community. I love community. It has really sharp, funny writing with a snap. Ho ho. Rick's ridiculous catchphrases. Oh, it said it was going to be nine reasons, but there's ten reasons. Among his burps, constant drooling and frequent pauses in speech, Rick also has a wealth of catchphrases. Like wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Brilliant. All right, I'm done with the articles for today. Hope you enjoyed that. Um... Maybe there are more I can read in a future episode. If you like, if you like uh, me, me uh, reading these funny articles, because I have a lot of fun making fun of them, and they're great for filling time when nobody's on here asking questions, then uh, uh, go ahead and tell me in the server, because there's just some great articles. And, it, you know, at the end of the day, that's what the Internet is all about, the uh, spread of ideas. So if, if I can look at some of these articles and read them, and, and comment on them, then, you know, that's just great. That's that's a great, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, that's Rick and Morty. I watch both trailers for Rick and Morty, which I hadn't seen before. I also watch the incredible Git Swift music video, which I had never seen before. And at the end of it, my belief that Rick and Morty is a giant steaming pile of ass turds is uh pr- pretty justified. I feel like I, I I can be confident in saying that Rick and Morty is a giant disease on animation, and I hope it dies off soon. I hope people grow out of their Rick and Morty phase. Um, I hope people watch good shit, you know, good cartoons and good good movies. But maybe that's putting a little too much faith in humanity. And uh, I I wouldn't be surprised at this point if the last episode of Rick and Morty uh, is like Rick and Morty visit Dan Harmon's house and he looks at them like, oh, wow, you're my characters and you're real. And he's like filmed in like, you know, live action. And then Rick and Morty are on his table and they're cartoons and and. And he's like, I created you, and now you're real. And that's the last episode of Rick and Morty. Wonder, I wonder if that's going to be the last episode. I honestly think Dan Harmon is enough of a hack for 
Maybe it'd be Justin Roiland because they're his characters, I guess, or whatever. But I think maybe that that's how the show will will turn out in the end. That the they'll they'll escape their reality and go into Dan Harmon's house, and he'll be like, "Oh wow, you're real! I never saw this coming in a million years. Oh boy, maybe that maybe that's how it'll go down." Um, but I mean, yeah, Rick and Morty, just what a giant, in some ways, Rick, Rick and Morty is kind of a microcosm of everything wrong with, uh, pop culture and, uh, animation today, you know, and it's, it's good to know that there are some people out there who actually don't like Rick and Morty. Keep at it. Keep 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 fighting the good fight. Support your local cartoonists because if you watch too much Rick and just watch the free YouTube videos. There are plenty of them. Adult Swim puts them out regularly. Don't pay for the shit because if you pay for the shit, you could have bought a better gosh darn cartoon or a better gosh darn comic. Uh, you know, buy buy local, buy independent. You know. Don't don't get fooled. Adult Swim isn't the best stuff out there right now. Currently, there's so many there's so many better comics out there. You know, look around for, for gosh sakes. Look around. Check it out. There's better shit on than than Rick and Morty. There's better shows than Rick and Morty. There's better cartoons than Rick and Morty. And no matter what what uh, clickbait articles might tell you, animation's never been underrated. Don't think. And Rick and Morty hasn't raised it to some kind of godlike stature. If anything, Rick and Morty has done irreversible damage to animation. Rick and Morty has made animation into a joke. And that's not how animation should be. Animation's awesome. I think a lot of people may not understand this, but my identity as a cartoonist is a part of me, you know? So if you if you tell me that my comics are shit or that I shouldn't be in comics, or that, I, or that I'm a failure, that's invalidating my identity. That's as offensive as telling a gay guy he's straight. It's not just my job, it's also my identity. I identify as a cartoonist. They're a big part of my life. So, uh, the main point is that, you know, just stop watching Rick and Morty and you'll be all good. If you stop watching Rick and Morty, Man, you'll you'll find so much better shit out there that's so much cooler and fun to watch. Heck, watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Probably better, even though it's an Adult Swim, and Adult Swim ch chalks out the garbage every night. Uh, just anything but Rick and Morty or a community. Seriously, five million dollars. The guy has a net worth of five million dollars. I don't think he'll be hurting his wallet if if you don't if you don't pay for it. And uh, what's the streaming service with Rick and Morty? HBO Max. If you don't pay for an HBO Max subscription, I just like, invest in VHS tapes. There's plenty of VHS exclusives. Lots of people these days are putting out content exclusively on VHS. Not only is it is it a not only is it a better setup, and you'll get a better deal, but you'll get some exclusive content that you can't get on a streaming service. If if you buy an originally recorded blank VHS tape with original content on it, 
That's way cooler than paying for Netflix or HBO Max or Disney Plus who present themselves as the alternative to standard network TV. Pay for pay for some VHS exclusives. If you think uh, VHS is an obsolete format or that it's inferior to DVD, I honestly just don't know what to tell you. Uh, you know, your, your brain is probably so malfunctional that you're sitting there and, you know, just earwax is collected in your ears. So you probably can't hear any points to the contrary anyway. You're probably living in a cave and you eat bat guano for a breakfast and pond scum for dinner. But yeah, you know, um, like I said, that's your prerogative. If you want to be a moron, then I can't force you not to be. And, uh, you know, that's that's about all there is to it at the end of the day. Rick and Morty, what a garbage show. What a complete, what, what, what a testament to, the, to, to what what will happen when you give a bunch of inexperienced amateurs uh, just all the supplies and shit they could ever want and toss a bunch of money at them. Rick and Morty is a great example of why just everything wrong with today, everything wrong with entertainment and cartoons today, just what a what an abject failure in every sense of the word. And uh, I can't wait for June 20th to see the, the epic debut of Rick and Morty season five, more, more Rick and more Rick, R Rickcellent adventures. How about Rick and Morty's Rickcellent Adventure? There's one for you, free, Dan Harmon. Uh, go ahead and you can use that idea. How about, how about, uh, gosh, how about Rick's Dream of Electric Mortys or DeMorty's Dream of Electric Ricks or the, the Rick in the High Castle or uh, about Rickomancer or... Uh, morty lisa overdrive there you go there's some have 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 a blast with those dan Harmon. um it's probably i'm probably not gonna talk about rick and morty ever again because there's only so much to it i probably will especially considering it'll keep going for years and years and uh i hope i don't grow up in to become dan Harmon. like that's what i'm really scared because i'm starting to grow a beard you know and uh I just hope it doesn't get as big as Dan Herman's and I don't become Dan Herman. That would be really scary. Like a Lon Chaney Jr. level transformation where I just turn into the guy. I really hope that doesn't... I'm I'm, I'm terrified of that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's Rick and Morty for you. We talked a bit about uh, money being a human construct and Canada's choice to get rid of the penny and how it doesn't fix anything how uh you know just a little political theory to start us off there and from then on it was just a wild wild rick rick and morty's wild ride about that that should be at a park rick and morty the is there a rick and morty sec it's 459 we're almost done here but let me see if there's a rick and morty theme park attraction i'd be surprised if there wasn't on his honestly Rick and Morty theme park. Darn, I guess not. Oh, I hope there is soon so I can, I can, I can be. I hope soon I can get the Rick and Morty experience. 
that that'd be awesome sauce, baby. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that that's all I really have to say this week. Nobody wins the free copy of Rubbish Randy. Why doesn't anyone want the free copy of Rubbish Randy? It's a lot better than Rick and Morty. Anywho, uh, that's 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 gonna do it. Uh, see you next week. Hopefully, some fellows hop on next week and ask some interesting questions some very thought-provoking inquiries but uh i'll try and post the uh server invite around some so some fellas can come on here it's uh five o'clock that's uh that's about it i'm i'm off Nothing ethically wrong with watching Dinky Dog, it's dog eating Marty here and we're watching Melanie. Do you want to be on the show? Join the Nicholas Comics Discord server today. I'll answer any questions you have, and you can appear in the next episode. Do you want to buy Nicholas Comics? Write to Nicholas Gale, 1424 Columbine Street, number 1, Denver, Colorado, 80206. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next episode. Salad and watch mistakes, of course. These ferocious fucking monsters that he buried. Hank, of course. His new canine fair is really filling up our time.